babes. I'm Lauren Smith, also known as the sorority nutritionist. I'm a weight loss coach and registered dietitian that knows exactly how to help you lose 10, 20, 30, or more pounds all while having fun. I've gained and lost 20 pounds on my own and now help hundreds of women from around the world look and feel amazing by following my proven framework. Welcome back to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. We are here with Michelle Hernandez, baby. I'm so pumped to have you on the show. Hey, Lauren. Hey, girlfriend. I it's so love good to it. be here. Fun. Yes, it's going to be great. Um, we're we're going to dive right in, Michelle. Um, loved your introduction. So much to talk through. I first want you to share a little bit more with the listeners because I know your story very well as a past client in TSN Small Group Coaching. But tell us a little bit more about what you struggled with before you joined TSN and you know, at the beginning of your weight loss journey. Like, What was your experience? I mean, I definitely was a girl that dieted, I feel like, her whole life. Um, I started out doing keto, paleo, um, cutting out carbs. Like, I tried everything. I went to a dietitian, obviously, too, when I was in high school and again when after college. But for something, some reason or another, like, it kind of just didn't, the way the dietitian and how she worked, it didn't resonate with me and just like the meals that she would provide, I kind of was like, wait, what is a balanced meal? What are, you know, how many carbs can I have? How many, how much protein can I eat? So I kind of just like, she also was one that um, had me tracking my calories, but I kind of just fell off the wagon off with that because I just, it wasn't something that clicked for me. So, I mean, coming to your program, you basically like broke it down like from carbs to veggies to protein and how much I should be eating for, you know, what my body needed pretty much. So that's, I mean, that's something that I can definitely like commend you for. You just simplified the process for me so easily. So. Yeah. I, you know, it's so interesting, Michelle, this has happened with a few other of my clients too. And I just know like so many women out there that they've done calorie tracking before, but there's many ways to kind of track your calories. If you think about it, like you can be obsessed with the numbers, just focus on the numbers, not care about the types of foods you're eating. You can use it almost like a diet instead of like using it for a way for to build this calorie awareness that I always talk about, which means like that awareness of what you're eating, which is, you know, if you don't know now, you know, babes, like that's how you're supposed to use calorie tracking. But knowing like you've done the calorie tracking before. And I mean, real talk, you actually joined TSN tracking your calories. When I met you, I remember you were like, yeah, I'm tracking my calories when I met you. What was, what made calorie tracking different this time around for you? What do you think about that? Well, I was based on my fitness pal. I was definitely under eating calories. Like I wasn't eating enough. So I came to you having headaches and just like feeling like I was hungry all the time. So it was just frustrating. It was more so me wanting to feel better um, about myself and just like feel physically and mentally better. So it wasn't really about the number. I mean, yeah, I had a goal weight, but it was more so about feeling better because I was just so over the headaches and, like I said, I learned how to eat enough protein, eat enough, have enough veggies um, on my plate. So yes, I came to you, I think eating like 1300 calories. And I think I started eating up to like 15, 1550 around then That's when so I started real. with you. 
yeah, you were like, oh my God, you want me to eat more? Like, yeah. I still remember that till this exactly. day. There's so many women <laughs> out there similar to you, Michelle, that are so freaking scared to eat more. And of yeah. course, like eating more calories isn't necessarily going to result in weight loss. I mean, technically eating more calories than what your body needs a day for maintaining its weight, like you're going to gain weight, right? But that's not what we're talking about here. What, what happens for so many women, and this happened to Michelle, was eating less food, but then that causing almost like overeating or, you know, the weekends you might have more, but then during the weeks you're like very low on calories. So then your week net, your net weekly average is actually kind of in the middle. And that's why Michelle was maintaining your, her weight. And that's what was going on. Yeah. I remember I hit a plateau, like in my second month and I was just like, so like, like frustrated about it at first, but I was like, okay, Michelle, stay motivated. Like there was girls in my Miley Cyrus group too, that weren't losing weight. And I was like, okay, we're all struggling. We all have like different body shapes. Like, it's just a matter of like just going with the process. Like it wasn't going to happen right away, but I think I just learned from you that I just take my time with it. Like, or, and then that's when we adjusted my calories. I think it was like the third month going in. Um, I think it was like to like 1400, but honestly, it's just about like, it's not a race. It's just, or not a speed race. It's honestly just, a marathon. Let's just say that. <laughs> it's a marathon. You got to work hard, right? That 26.2 miles, right? I think that's mm-hmm. the number for a marathon, but it's not right. that it has to be like a sprint. It's like right. you there you go. steady, right? For three months, mm-hmm. you need to dedicate yourself to putting in the work and showing up when you're not seeing the results, which is really freaking hard. Let's be real. What motivated you to keep showing up and keeping the faith that like this was going to work even when you weren't seeing results? Because I think that's one of the hardest things women deal with on their journeys. Um, yeah, definitely following you on Instagram, watching your videos religiously, like showing up to the group calls, like that kept me going. And even like on walks, I would like listen to um, your phone calls and just kind of like replay them. And I'm like, okay, Michelle, like you got this, like just pumping myself up basically. Oh, like yeah. you were your the, own hype woman. Yes. Literally. Yeah. And, I mean, you were too, girlfriend. I mean, you had me like, Michelle, you got this, like keep going. Like it's honestly like a, it's a girl gang. <laughs> yes. And like, so you, it's like women need to become their own hype woman. Seriously, mm-hmm, like you sure. need your own hype woman. And that's, I mean, if when you're, when you become your own hype woman, you're going to be able to keep losing weight after the program ends. You're going to be able to keep this weight off right. forever. Right. But like, if you can't show up for yourself, like there's no amount of motivation that can make you do it. You got to be your own hype woman. Yeah. That definitely was my motto too. going in. Like you said, you're showing up for yourself. And I think throughout this whole process, it kind of just showed me like, you're not going to please everybody. Like, I feel like, you know, you get ridiculed at like, being overweight and then you get ridiculed at being skinny and I was there, you know, skinnier or you're too skinny, whatnot. And I definitely felt both. And it's kind of like, dang, like as long as I'm happy with what I look like and as long as I'm like, you know, enjoying myself and my body, like it just shouldn't even matter. So yeah. the, uh, other people's opinions when you're mm-hmm. putting in the work, that, they, their opinions don't freaking matter at the end of the day exactly. you for yourself. And also like real talk, if you're doing your weight loss journey for someone else, like you're not going to be fulfilled. You're always going to be trying to exactly. please people, but like you went into this, not just for the confidence and how you feel and looking good in clothing and all these things, but you just wanted to feel freaking better because dieting makes yeah. you feel like shit, literally. 
Right. And I mean, I came into like enjoying eating healthy. It's just, I wasn't eating enough portion. So you definitely taught me what it is that I needed to fuel my body to keep going. So I, I appreciate it so much. <laughs> and I'm so glad you're doing it till this day, girlfriend. I love it. Yeah. Um, knowing kind of your diet before going through this process, losing this weight. And also we didn't even talk about how much weight you lost, but we're going to get there. Um, when it comes to how your diet was before versus what it's like now, after learning what actually matters for weight loss and balanced eating, what was your diet like before? And then can you compare it to what it is like now? Yeah, for sure. I was depriving myself of those, what we call the fun foods. I wasn't eating like, (laughs) I wasn't eating any like rice or bread, um, tortillas. Basically, all we would have bagel Friday here at work. I would, I would just opt out. Like I'd be too scared to eat it. Wait, oh my God, you guys have bagel Friday. Tell me more. Yeah, we used to have, yeah. So every Friday we had like, it was like our bagel day and I literally would just be like, Oh no, I'm okay. Like everybody like would be like, Oh, do you want one? I'm like, no, I'm fine. Like I would pass, you know, and just like try to eat something healthier. But it's like, now it's honestly like you, like you said, you save your, your money, your calorie money for those certain times where you want to, you know, enjoy that donut, enjoy that bagel. Like, I feel like I have a piece of bread, like at least like once a day now, it's just, as long as they fit within your your meals, you know, baby. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, perfect segue, Michelle, you're in the fashion industry. Like mm -hmm. you want to buy that like amazing outfit or article of clothing or like new designer drop that like is so epic and you're like obsessed with it. You can save money for it and then you can make it fit. Not an everyday purchase, but with food, we, we don't want to, you know, obviously save up all of our calorie money just for like this one big indulgence, but like we can make those fun things fit. It's just about being strategic and making it happen. Right. And even with like, you know, we, there's those days where we want those nine or those wine nights or like, you know, just to go out with the girls, even amidst COVID, but um, it's kind of, yeah, just fitting in those 90 calorie uh seltzers or whatnot you know and it's not like you're gonna have it every day you're gonna have it like say once on the weekends it's just a matter of like allowing yourself and saying hey it's okay it's only one you know and just choosing the right options throughout the week so you have you know that fun day yeah it, what I'm hearing is just like allocating what's worth it for you. And this whole idea of right, worth, exactly. it foods, worth it social situations. And like, obviously if you said yes to going out every single time and you always had like all of the foods, like no shit, like that could hold you back from weight loss. But mm-hmm. you, when you become more mindful, you can kind of plan that in better. So it's not a big deal. Right. And even like when I go out to eat now, I mean, I try to like, you know, meal prep during the week and then, um, on the weekend, I'll be like, okay, do I have my portion of veggies here? Do I have my carbs here? Do I have my protein? Like, I just to like kind of envision your little like meal guide there in front of me. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I have it all situated. It. You're yeah. following the foundations it's, of balance. Exactly. Eating. And that's also, you know, why you don't have to be this addicted to calorie tracking, right? Like that first time you learned calorie tracking, it was about the numbers and being low and using that as like, this is how I'm going to lose weight where you use calorie tracking as a way to learn what's in your food. So now you go out to restaurants, you may not be entering every damn little item into my fitness pal, especially if you don't know the nutrition or, you know, say mm-hmm. it's a family member cooking for you and you're at an event, like you're able to balance your plate 
weight without my fitness pal. And that should always be the goal. Right. I mean, I still am calorie tracking like the day before I'll like plan out my, my day. So then I have like, you know, it all portioned out and I know what to grab. Yeah. So that's been also very helpful, but it's like, if I miss a, you know, a dinner or whatnot to track, I'm like, it's okay. Like, I feel like I, my other meals were balanced and I'm like, it, it doesn't hurt as much as before where I'm like, Oh my God, I have to be so strict, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now I know I mentioned it before, but Michelle's in the fashion industry and not only is she in the fashion industry, she is the best stylist in the game. Geez, she needs to come over to my place and style me up, baby. It's going to happen. Thank <laughs> <Someday>. you. <laughs> um, but for me, actually had this conversation before we pressed record for the podcast, just, you know, talking off the cuff, but when you are, when you're fit babe and you are not at your goal weight, or maybe you're at the beginning of your journey and your highest weight and you're like, Oh crap, those clothes in my closet, that shit doesn't fit. And you just, you know, all those cute clothes you love, you, you just might be not be able to fit into them right now. Um, and you know, it can be really intimidating to have to buy a whole new wardrobe and say you're starting a new job or say you're trying to go out with friends. It's like very frustrating to not know what to wear. And then, you know, not wanting to also have to buy all this new wardrobe of clothes that you don't even want to fit into because they're a size that you don't want to be in. You want to be back Mm -hmm. in your other clothes. Did you experience this on your journey? And I'm also wondering if you have any tips of advice as a stylist for women that struggle with this, this kind of thing on their journey. I mean, first things first, definitely don't go shopping for bigger clothes. That's like a no-go. You just want to, you don't want to make your body look or accentuate. You don't want to basically make yourself look bigger than what your proportion is. You know what I mean? By buying yeah. something larger. So, so in what, size. what I guess I'm hearing is not buying like super oversized clothes just because yes. you yeah. yourself. Like don't feel like you have to hide exactly. where you're at. Definitely don't book, buy anything oversized when it's like, Hey, you have those curves. Why not show them off? You have that little crop top that you want to wear, you know, get a high-waisted jeans and you can still show that piece of like, tell me, you know? So it's honestly just a matter of like still feeling confident. And if you don't want to buy more clothes, do a cleanse within your own closet and see what you like, what you don't like separate it by, Hey, you can, you know, give it to the Salvation Army or whatnot, give it to a friend, but separate the clothes that you want to go back to. And let that be your motivation of like, Hey, I want to like lose two more pounds, five more pounds here, two inches so that I can get back into these jeans that, you know, I really love. And let that be that motivation, that goal for yourself. Um, Especially right now too, where I was kind of like at a, I lost 10 pounds and I'm still working towards my goal, but I I'm at a place where I'm like, do I buy more clothes? Do I not? So it's like, I'm still using the clothes I have, but yeah, and I'm like, okay, I bought a pair of jeans because my other ones didn't fit. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just buy some little like H&M jeans that are not so costly where I, I can like just spend like 20, $25 and then wait until like I lose more inches or whatnot and buy those really expensive, like say Nordstrom brand J brand jeans. And then I'll finally be at the goal I want to be at. Yeah. So it's more so like kind of budgeting in that sense too, with buying your clothes, something that's more of like a basic that, you know, you could probably wear yearly or monthly, whatever, but just spend, say, if you have to buy the smaller pair of jeans, just go for the $20 ones, you know, for the, the time being, I would say. 
Yeah. And I think you're even making me think like I'm wearing a jacket right now. Right. And Mm -hmm. staples that like, maybe you're going to spend a little bit more money on could be things that you can wear depending on how much weight you want to lose. But you know, something like a cute jacket, like you can wear that, whether you lose 10 pounds, you go up 10 pounds or you go below 10 pounds. Right. Like that has a lot more flexibility than like a pair of skinny jeans. Like now you got to buy the right size. Like that's just not going to fit. So that can give you more flexibility on like still being able to buy some cute clothes for yourself, but also knowing like you can, you know, go, go cheaper on, on the things that are maybe tighter or that are really size dependent. So you have flexibility as you go on your journey. And then I think also for women who maybe have gained a lot of weight, there's some of my clients that have recently asked me this question where, or, and, you know, just how to navigate it where you've gained, you know, say 20 or 30 pounds and maybe your entire wardrobe really doesn't fit you. And especially during COVID, if you haven't really worn any of your normal clothes and now you're going back to the office because restrictions are getting lifted. A lot of my clients are like, shit, like I do not fit into anything, what am I going to do? They have to go shopping at this point. Do you have any like styling tips or inspiration for these women that feel like super down about have to go and shopping for a size of clothing that they just don't want to be in? I mean, it kind of just has, you have to have like that real talk with yourself and be like, Hey, this is where I'm at, but this is not where I'm going to stay, you know, but you're going to have to buy, you know, some, some trousers, get a black pair, get a nude pair, something that you can use all the time, but just make that realization with yourself and say, Hey, this is currently where I'm at, but I'm on my way to a lower number. So I just, you know, you have to have confidence. Like I know it at the moment, you might not be like your own hype woman, but it's kind of like, you just have to pep talk yourself and just be motivated. Like when you look good and you, you feel good and vice versa, like you just have to have that like confidence. That's all yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. You know, and I'm so curious at, at your highest weight on your journey, what were some staples that you bought for yourself that, I mean, looking back, you know, there's clothing. I think of, you know, some people have clothing that I'm sure you guys do too, um, that are listening to this, that you like always wear, right? Like you can think back to a time in your life and you're like, I love that piece of clothing. That was like my shit. Like I always wore it. Like I felt confident mm-hmm. when I went out in it. What were those pieces of clothing when you're at your highest weight that as a stylist, you know, you, you might think will help other women? I mean, I think I see you wearing this all the time too. I definitely would say a denim jacket is like oh, a go-to. Yes. <laughs> Next to that, um, yeah, a definite basic denim jacket, maybe like some basic tees too. And you can just like, you know, swap out with like a dressy pant or some other oh, yeah. pairs of jeans. You can even like maybe tie a knot in the middle, make it look cute. Um, I would say definitely also a pair of jeans. Um, some people might not be comfortable with, you know, shorts, but yeah. hey, if you got it, flaunt it. Like, why not? Like, if, if it makes you feel good, go for it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So definitely denim jacket, basic tees, a trouser of some sort, and a pair of jeans. And, you know, some cute little sneakers. Yeah, I was gonna say shoes. I mean, girlfriends, like with weight loss, I really hope your shoe size isn't changing like five sizes. Right. A little buck wild. And that can be one of those things, just like a jacket, that you can really invest Mm -hmm. in yourself. Like spend a little extra on the shoes and then know, like, okay, when we achieve your goals, we're gonna buy you a new pair of Lulu leggings, or we're gonna buy you a new pair of skinny jeans from your favorite brand. Like you can, you know, work towards and actually use that as a reward instead of using food as a reward as you start to exactly. 
and using that to excite you. Till this day, I still remember one of um, one of my other clients. She was like, when she achieved certain goals, she's like, I am buying myself a new bathing suit. I'm buying myself a new bikini. Mm-hmm. And that was her reward for, you know, that she was working towards. And she got really excited. I mean, what woman doesn't like buying new clothes? Like, let's be real. Okay. Let's be honest too. Not even just clothes. It could be a bag or something. Cause yes. that's like on my mind. I'm like, yeah. okay, when I reach this goal, I'm going to want to buy this bag, but it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's any sort of motivation that you have. You're like to accomplish, but at the end of the day, it's you're rewarding yourself physically, mentally, like it's all around, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And that's a really good point too, because yes, we think of like these monetary product rewards of like, I'm going to get mm-hmm. my favorite handbag. I'm going to get new makeup or I'm going to get a new jacket. I'm going to get a new jean jacket or whatever it is, but and you're makeover all, at that point yeah, too. Makeover. Yeah. Like hair, nails, all mm-hmm. things. Um, but part of that too is rewarding. You're, you're also rewarding yourself for your hard work. And part of that reward too, is the reward you have in your body, right? Like you're going to feel better. You're going to, you know, have, when you feel better, I think you look better in my opinion, because when you, you know, feel your best, you're going to be the best version of yourself and you can show up to work better. You can be a better, you know, girlfriend or woman, if you're single, you know, whatever it is, right? Like you're just a better person and you're healthier. And honestly, your weight loss, um, like inspires other people too. Cause I don't know. I feel like I've, yes, I've been getting, you know, compliments, whatnot, but they're like, okay, how did you do it? Like I need help. And like now they're motivated to want to lose weight as well. And it's kind of, it feels kind of nice, you know? Yeah. And it's using that as a positive reward. Now I always like to say mm-hmm. like, you don't want, want to ever become addicted to weight loss. I've become addicted to right. weight loss where it's like, you just are, keep searching for that reward. But what I'm hearing from you, Michelle, not what you're so grounded on is yes, you could be a motivation to others. And of course it feels good. I mean, everyone wants to have this epic transformation where you, you feel like you're empowering other women to do this the right way. But at the same time, like it isn't about just showing off in that way. It's about like the way you feel and letting other women know, like you can feel this fucking good too. That's what this Mm -hmm. is about. You can be that baddie girlfriend. (laughs) Yes, you can be that baddie. Oh, I love it. Um, This is so epic, Michelle. I'm obsessed. Um, Any other fashion tips or advice for women struggling with body image before I let you go? I, like I said, you know, you have to be your own cheerleader at this point. Like, you're going to get judged whether you're heavy or you're skinny. So just do you, boo. Do you, boo. Own I it. Just it. own it. Like, yeah. And I think finding those rewards, finding that motivation for showing up for yourself and remembering that like the scale may not change every time. I mean, Michelle lost 10 pounds in group coaching and there were definitely times where the scale wasn't changing or she doubted herself, mm-hmm. but because she showed up, she's at this place where now she's over 10 pounds down. She's maintaining this weight loss. She's not quite at her end goal yet, but that doesn't mean she's off track in any way. Like she's continuing on and she's freaking confident as hell in herself and that's what I care about most thank you I owe it all to you for helping me I I can't thank you enough I appreciate it so much and like like I said I, I'm not I'm not where I was at in January of 2020 so it's been going good for me 2020 was a wild year for many things. definitely wild but wild but, in a good way for your weight <laughs> right exactly 
I love it. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for being on the podcast. This was so amazing. Um, and we love you. Have a good one, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Bye. <laughs>